course, the boys of NASCAR were at Atlanta over the weekend. Super Speedway race. And every Tuesday, 1.20 p.m., she from Talkin' Racing joins us on Tuesdays to uh, rehash the excitement that happens there at uh, Atlanta. Chief, how you doing, man? Can we actually not talk about racing and go back to what the intern was saying there? Um, are you going to keep it clean? <laughs> uh, I mean, what was that about? What What's the uh, the Woodcock Johnson? It's a, a test uh, that they give uh, elementary school kids. Ask your kids about it. They'll they'll probably giggle. What does the test entail? Do you know? Uh, no, we don't know that. <laughs> Chief, what uh, what are the Seventy Sixers named for? You haven't, uh, you America. Haven't, you haven't been seventeen seventy six, Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, you've been listening to the show, or you just know that. Well, put two together, man. Liberty Bell, America, seventeen seventy six. Izzy, how do you feel about that? Perfectly fine. No, perfectly fine. Look, no, I was. I was, I was who, who, did, who didn't know? Izzy. I didn't. What about Knickerbockers? Uh. I don't know. Yeah, okay. All right. So there you go, Izzy. You guys are in the same boat. One, yeah, we're 50, 50%. We're one-on-one. <laughs> Willis Reed died well, today. Is, is Knicker Bottoms like the, the knickers, like the pants? Yes. Or the like, socks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So look at that. Look at that. Still counting. Still counting. Izzy, you're, you're still one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> then he was like, what's a niner? What's a 49er? Yeah, what's a 49er? <laughs> yeah. The coal liners. All right, Chief, we're done. We're uh, done. We're done. <laughs> gold, gold miners, not coal miners, gold miners. Yeah, gold miners. So, uh, Atlanta. What, what's a Chicago bear, is he? Oh. Is, Are there bears it, even in Chicago? <laughs> yes, yes. A whole lot of bears out there. Cubs is where? Well. At the zoo? At a, you got them at the zoo? You see, you've seen a couple at, uh, you, and you lived in uh, Illinois before. You've been in Rockford. Have you been in Rockford? Yeah. I think I lived in Rockford. Yeah. I'm I was, just outside of it. Chief Chief's more interested, not the animal bears, uh, the guy bears. But that's another story. And, uh, you know, the boys of NASCAR were at Atlanta this weekend, the Super Speedway race. First of all, Chief, give us your overview of the race that happened this weekend. What, what did you think of it? I thought it was a good race for what it was. I mean, I know what NASCAR did, or not NASCAR, but SMI did with Atlanta. There was a lot of naysayers on it i thought last year the 500 mile race a bit too long because uh, it was new for the guys like usually they do super speedy races at you know two and a half mile tracks here you basically have a super speedway style package at a mile and a half track it was a little bit hard on the guys last year but i thought the 400 mile race they ran last year was good won by chase elliott and i thought the uh, race on sunday uh yeah they were single file there for a lot of it trying to protect their stuff after seeing the events on saturday unfold but I thought the last 45, 50 laps of the race were great. So setting up the Sunday, yeah, the, that's the that's the that's what was going to be my point was uh, if you turned it on the last fifty laps, you thought it was the greatest race since uh, you know since uh, racing was invented. Before that, it was just kind of like a blah, like all right, whatever, right type of a thing. Logano dominated the race, but leading up to Sunday's race, it kind of set our expectations high because, of course, crash fest in the Xfinity race, right? Uh, out there. Uh, what was your favorite part of that? Oh, during the Xfinity race, I believe <laughs> that first stage I was driving back from Live Golf, and I said, just cut the race short. You know, because I know me race directing, like, guys, we're, we're done here. We're, we're cutting it short. You guys get one stage, and then we're done. <laughs> we we got to get home. But uh, 
Yeah, that, I mean, turned out to be decent there. Decent finish, at least. But, no, nah, it was a total bleep show. Same with the truck race. Uh, t- well, they were, both were awful, including, like, one driver that just decides to park his car, like, in the front start-finish line, get out and walk off to where NASCAR hey, Highlight of the day. Shout out to Josh Williams for that, all right? <laughs> highlight of the night. What made it even better is the fact that, I mean, one, I don't agree with NASCAR's call. Two, I don't agree Josh should have parked his car there because there's going to be some consequences, I would imagine, coming out here soon. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. And uh, you're going to go with the mullet? Came literally five minutes after Joey Logano is, like, talking him up about how he literally just <laughs> is a great guy and spends all his time at Children's Hospital. <laughs> yes. Well, then the other the other best part was all that leads up to it. Then his helmet's off. He's just walking down the road, right? And he's just got this giant, flowing, sweaty mullet going, and, and the wind's, like, blowing it all over the place. It was just an all-around fantastic event. Now, I'll go with you on this one. He shouldn't be punished for it because, man, NASCAR wants to show, right? But they ran 37 or something ridiculous like that, yellow laps, to be, you know, before they finally got tired of the games that were going on. So they, they punished him only in that whole 37-lap deal after letting guys go out where their cars just were spewing parts everywhere. The whole thing was BS. So the way he handled oh, yeah, it was I mean, fantastic. He, he was the skate. I mean, you know, like I said, though, being now like in that race director mindset, you know, and I do dirt track races now, it's like, all right, like at, one po- at some point you'll be like, I don't even care. You're the scapegoat. Take it to the back. Like, put, take it to the pits. Don't care. Like, I told you guys. And I think it, it sucks for Josh because he was the scapegoat in that situation. I mean, it was a piece of tape, a piece of bear bond that flew off the car. They were trying to warm it up. That stuff does not stick very good uh, in the, the cold weather. So, I mean, it just came off, and that was the reason for the caution. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a spectacle for sure. And then we get to the cup race. Like you said, the first two stages were snoozers. Joey Logano ran away with it. It's interesting because we've talked the last couple of weeks on how fast the Chevrolets were. You know, Toyota's had a couple that could compete with, uh, you know, with the Chevys for the most part. And then, like, boom, Atlanta comes along and the Fords just dominate this race. They dominate everything on the weekend. Chevys were nowhere to be found for the most part. Again, a couple Toyotas kind of flirted with the top there. Uh, so what changed with these Fords with Joey Logano getting this victory and the rest of the Ford guys just dominating this uh, race with speed? Yeah, I think just the overall package. Like, this like this track and this package just kind of suits them. Uh, we saw them qualify really strong at Vegas, another mile and a half. Here, I mean, heck, I mean, I think the first non-Ford driver was uh, Kyle Larson or Christopher Bell, and they were, you know, back there in the back half of the top ten. So, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, this is a track that really suits them, and then plus they work so well together when they get in the draft. Uh, especially Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. Those two are two of the best drafters out there. I mean, Keselowski, a great drafter as well. I mean, you want to talk about storylines. That race was filled with storylines the last 45 laps because you have Keselowski out front. Could he get his first win for RFK or his first win uh, since moving over to the six for RFK? Uh, Could he beat his old team and his old teammate who, you know, he knows his tricks? Also on the spotter stand, which you know, I thought Fox did a great job of playing T.J. Majors and Coleman Presley. T.J. Majors used to be the spotter for Joey Logano. Great super speedway spotter. Uh, kind of felt like he was outed at Penske Racing uh, when Coleman Pres- Presley won the job at Joey Logano. So, I mean, you had those storylines there where, you know, T.J. knew, all right, this is what Joey's going to do. This is what Joey's going to do. And he was calling it ahead of, you know, for Brad, like, hey, 
He's three back. He's going to get a run down low. He's going to get a run up top. And uh, just there, that last half a lap, I mean, coming down the back straightaway, Brad had the chance, and for some reason his car just decided to go down. I don't know if he was anticipating Joey to go down low because Joey did that earlier in the race, or if uh, he just uh, kind of screwed up there. So, I mean, obviously, I think, obviously he screwed up and finished second. Yeah, well, I think what happened was, was remember, he was trying to block two lanes, and so he went low to block the low lane, and I don't think he uh, – and then Logano went from low to high on him, and he couldn't react quick enough without wrecking everybody uh, to get up there. It was a great move by Logano, I thought, to, to get that win on Keselowski uh, out there. So it was a Logano, Keselowski, Bell – LaJoy was the highest uh, Chevrolet this weekend with his best finish ever uh, in a, in Told a you race. Look out for him. Told you last week. You did. And then uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, you know, Toyota, Hamlin Toyota. Uh, then Ryan Blaney was another Ford. And then Eric Jones Chevrolet. If you Stop me if you heard this, right? Not a lot of big-name Chevrolet guys that, you know, that non, that casual racing fans would know up there in the top. The highest, like, big-name Chevrolet guy uh, was Kyle Busch at 10. Of course, uh you know, um, uh, your boy uh, Kyle Larson wrecked out, uh, you know, during the race uh, out there. But, you know, let's go back to the uh, Denny Hamlin, uh, Ross Chastain uh, BS. Are we to the point where Denny Hamlin, we talked about it in our emergency uh, press conference last week with his penalties. Are we at the point where Denny Hamlin is so, has shot Ross Chastain so in his head that Denny Hamlin's wrecking himself now just to blame Ross Chastain for stuff happening? Because Ross Chastain didn't even come close to touching him in that accident. Oh, that was coming over, not Denny Hamlin. Oh, I'm sorry, Harvick. I apologize. Not Hamlin. I apologize, <laughs> Harvick. I'm so mad at Harvick, I'm yelling at Hamlin. Well, well, at first, it looked like he touched him. And then once they slowed it down, like, oh, no, he didn't touch him. He, he, got, he got him loose, but he didn't touch him. So, I mean, it was a good execution by Ross and a tough break for uh, Kevin. Yeah, so we at the so point. I, I, I went back on my words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I know. I know. I saw that. Uh, but you weren't the only one. A lot of people instantly goes on there. But the, my, my only point on this is, is he's trying to always cause something with the one car. And now he's wrecking himself. I know it was just Atlanta, but he's always looking at that and he's trying to stir something up. Uh, it's just getting himself into trouble. And he took out a couple other drivers out there uh, by doing that uh, type of a situation. I mean, is it is it just time that uh, Harvick forgets about uh, ev- you know everything um, you know going on with the uh, car and just move on? Well, I think Car- Harvick, this being his last year, is already kind of on. I don't give a blank to her, right? Like, I mean, he, I don't really think he cares. I mean, I think at some point he'll be like, you know what? He got me loose that one race. He didn't touch me. If Chastain's leading, Harvick might rough him up a little bit. But, I mean, I, I just feel like there's a common denominator. A lot of time we talk about Ross. I mean, Ross is probably the most aggressive driver, not only for restarts, but aggressiveness out there on the racetrack. We've seen it all last year. Now he's in good equipment. He can actually race with these guys. And, you know, Ross, he's not used to racing with these guys. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of different expectations. But, you know, he's one of those guys who's had to fight for everything he have ever had in NASCAR. I mean, we met him years ago. He wasn't even in the race. He was spotting for, you know, one of the backmarker teams, a team that he drove for the day before and, you know, had to finish 34th because they said just start and park it. So, I mean, uh, shout out to Ross. He fights for everything he has on the racetrack because that's just kind of his upbringing and his family's upbringing, too. I mean, he's a just down-home Good old watermelon farmer. <laughs> right. I don't know very many watermelon farmers, but they uh, they seem like good people, right? So um, <laughs> the interesting thing that I took out of this race was being a super speedway, right? You know, some them wrecks in there. 
But the names that were in accidents, right? Eric Amarola, uh, you know, had the tire issue there. But Kyle Larson, William Byron, Kevin Harvick, you know, and then you got Harrison Burson, you know, Burton, uh, Chris Boucher, and uh, B.J. McLeod, right? But there's some big names that got into got into some serious trouble in this race. Is this with the other super speedways and, and tracks like this coming along? Is this just something we're going to see as we move forward? The big name guys getting in the trouble. Well, I kind of feel like with Atlanta, it's more of an anomaly of the super speed racing because here it's not really – once you're double file, you can't really get that third lane here. There's just not enough room for it. Atlanta thought, hey, we're making a, enough room for a third lane. You just really don't see that third lane uh, come to life. Um, but you get that at Daytona, especially Talladega, nice wide track. So, I mean, I, I think we look at it. Obviously, the, the names that we see finish at Daytona and Talladega, they're used to this racing. They're good at it. They're going to be the ones up front. I mean, Harvick, tough situation. You know, he got caught up there. Same with William Byron. Kyle Larson was literally 10, probably 10 car lengths off of Eric Almarola mm-hmm. when Almarola cut his tire, which, by the way, 72 lap tires. I, I guess Goodyear said they found a cut in the tire. But why are you sending a guy out there with 72 lap old tires? Yeah, good, Goodyear always <laughs> has an excuse for why their tires fail when you're driving by yourself in the front, right? Right. But, but, but as soon as they said, oh, Eric Amarillo's out front, he's on 72 <laughs> lap old tires, I was like, well, that ain't going to work. <laughs> and sure enough, five laps later, it did not work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he just went, like you said, he cut the tire, went around, and, uh, and, and uh, took Larson out in that whole deal. So, look, you know, it's a super speedway race. It's one of those where, you know, it counts as points, et cetera, et cetera. But like you said, the last, you know, it's just... It was interesting to see there's just the Fords dominate this weekend in terms of the speed. Even the guys that didn't finish up in the top in the Fords were still some of the fastest cars out there. It was amazing to watch. They go into a road course this week, which changes everything because one of the best road course drivers ever, right? Chase Elliott's still not out there and going forward. So, uh, you know, it, it's I feel like Atlanta is going to kind of gave the Fords and maybe some of the Toyotas that were struggling uh, a little bit of confidence moving forward into the season, which they were kind of lacking with the last several races. So uh, am I seeing it the right way? Yeah, but I, I really don't know what to take going into this weekend because I don't think enough of those guys are really good road course racers when it yeah. comes to the Ford camp. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, Austin Sendrick, you know, he was a sports car driver. He is probably going to be the best looking forward this weekend, looking ahead, uh, which we'll look ahead later this week. But, uh, I mean... You look at some of the guys, Michael McDowell, he's a Ford driver, a lot of road course experience, but those are really the two that kind of stand out to me. Maybe Chase Briscoe, he just, for some reason, road courses and him are, like, good. And I think that has a lot to do with his dirt background. A lot of these dirt guys have said, hey, I'm better on road courses because I get to move around a lot, a little bit more. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I think this is a big shot in the arm, not only for uh, – Joey Logano and his team, who was on a, what, four-race winless streak. But uh, Ford in general, in that Chevy stranglehold, and now maybe you can see a couple different winners in here. I mean, Toyota, they've been they've been slowly but surely making their way up to the front, uh, you know, led by Christopher Bell, of all guys. He was the one in the Final Four last year, and he's kind of backing it up uh, what he did last year. Yeah, and Tyler Reddick was a great show. I thought he had a great showing in Atlanta, like did all the right stuff, was hitting his marks fine, was drafting perfectly. I uh, ended up with the uh, fifth spot, but uh, let's let's finish this up with my annual or my weekly. Uh, what happened to Bubba Wallace uh, thing there? Right, he runs Daytona really well, uh, and he got in this race, finished twenty seventh. Uh, you know, out there uh, started nineteenth. Uh, it was just a tough day for him. Uh, what happened? Well, uh, lap eight just lost it. <laughs> yeah. he, he even tweeted out rookie mistake. 
we'll, we'll move on. But, uh, yeah, I just lost the car. Uh, come off of turn two, and, like, you know, the first couple of laps. And after that, even, you know, Tyler Reddick, his teammate, was saying, yeah, like, these cars in dirty air are not working good. I mean, Atlanta, yeah, it was repaved last year, but it is a real bouncy racetrack. You saw those cars bounce around a lot, especially in Saturday's race, I thought. And, uh, you know, you just get harsh summers and cold winters out there. It's uh, definitely making a difference on that racing surface. I saw some people say that they need to not run the Xfinity and, uh, you know, the truck race before this race because actually they mess up the track even more for sunday it's usually the opposite in nascar where they help the track set in for sunday and a lot of people uh, that i saw were saying uh you know that, that actually was detrimental to these cup guys out there and that was interesting was you know anytime you're side by side with somebody and you see a car start to slide uh and you're just like oh here it comes you know but they they tend to catch it but it was fun to watch uh, from that aspect on Sunday. So, uh, Chief, uh, as I let you go, what was your uh, last uh, remaining Atlanta memory from this weekend? Uh, just uh, sad that Brad lost, mainly because I had 10 bucks riding on him, and that <laughs> one would have replenished the old Barstool account. But, uh, hey, you, you live and learn, right? The the issue that I had with Brad was uh, he – Brad Kozlowski, of course, was you just – you know, he got beat by a guy that just is a better driver, you know, and he knew how to beat him and he knew how to get around him uh, and he just he executed it and completed it. It's not a bad it's not a bad thing on Kozlowski by any stretch. It's just that sometimes that happens in racing, right? Hey, but that team, they are the only team so far to lead laps in yeah. every race. He's had top five, top ten speed all season long as Brad K. So I think that team's definitely on the uh, on the up- uptick. One thing I will say about Brad, if you're going to go to the porta potty after the race, take yeah. your helmet off. <laughs> yeah, right? Why do you go with this helmet? That's so weird. And, and and not lock the door. I mean, I, I want to know what Denny saw when Denny opened it up. I haven't <laughs> listened yet to Actions Detrimental. Maybe he'll talk about it there. But uh, what did Denny see when he opened up that door? Was like he eye to eye? Was he looking at a butt cheek? I mean, what what, what, what were you looking at there? Uh, hopefully he was looking at only one helmet uh, in there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Keep it PG. <laughs> Chief, as always, thank you. We'll get up with you on Friday. Get ready for Coda this weekend, the first road course of the season. Uh, so appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Yeah, go Team USA tonight. Let's go. That's, what I, that's actually what I was just going to ask you. I go, I forgot to ask you, uh, USA or Japan? You lived in Japan for a while. USA or Japan <laughs> yes. tonight? Konnichiwa. Yes, I did live in Japan for a while. But uh, I, I hope it's a good game. And I think last night, Benji Gill, the uh, manager of Mexico said, hey, you know what? Japan won, but I think overall baseball won. Yeah. You know, I, I thought last night was great. Randy Arozarena, that catch he made was just ice cold. Yeah. Robbing that home run and just holding it for like 20 seconds there. Like, what <laughs> up? What are you going to do? I thought that was awesome. I think this whole classic's been awesome. I mean, I saw the attend- attendance was up over 100% yeah. for the pool matches. The TV coverage has been great. Wish the game was on Big Fox tonight, but FS1, majority of America has it. So, I mean, should be a pretty uh, well-watched game, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Cuba, United States-Cuba victory was 1.94 million viewers on FS1. Uh, And then, uh, but... Uh, when they were on Big Boy Fox, you know, 2.26 million against Venezuela. So there is an audi- there's an obvious 
ratings difference when they're on FS1 over Fox. But I think this is this is going to be huge in Japan. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if the U.S. can match the intensity. Of course, I'm rooting for it. But I just it'll be interesting to watch and to see. So I'm looking forward to it. I really just hope we get a Shonen Otani versus Mike Trout showdown tonight. So you hold on. You said why are you? Why is everybody on that uh, on that showdown? Why does it matter? Why does it matter? As an Angels fan, why does it matter? Well, it's because they're on the same team. And yeah. I think like that'd be awesome, like just to see those two go head to head. Like I mean, because you you never get to see it, right? What would be awesome is if Trout was pitching uh, to Otani. Then I'd get excited. <laughs> All right, so Otani's pitching to Trout. Who you got? Wait, what'd you say? Otani's pitching to Trout. Who you got? Otani uh, or oh, Trout? Oh, I got Otani. He's going to throw 102. He's going to throw some chin music. Uh, he's not going to let Trout hit anything. Come on. Especially because they're going to, if they match up, it's in a relief situation for Otani, which means it's probably late in the game. And here's the other side. U.S. struggled against one team in this, and it was Mexico. And Japan and Mexico were two of the best teams out there, right? And I'm not too sure this is a good matchup for the U.S. So uh, if it's a blo- if it's a close game, he'll give him nothing to hit. If it's a blowout, you know, by a lot of games, then he'll go at him, and we'll see who wins. But Otani's going to win. It'll be interesting who who they bring in relief. I saw you, Darvish, is not starting for Japan. So yeah. we'll see. He was supposed to, and they decided not to, which tells me he's in the uh, relief uh, side. But then they got that rule where. You know, for the U.S. at least, where if you pitch an inning as a reliever and you finish that inning, you can't go back out again because a major league. So that severely hampers your uh, bullpen usage coming forward. So it's going to be a fantastic game. I'm looking forward to it. It starts at 4 p.m., so it's even early, so it's even better. So, hey, Chief, I appreciate it, man. We'll give you a shout later on. All right, thanks, guys. See ya. Of course, that's Chief talking racing, joining us here on the program. Talk a little bit of NASCAR.